It's a final word, World Cup Daily 2023. Adam Collins in London, Jeff Lemon at Chennai, where Afghanistan have been playing New Zealand. He's going to tell us all about it in 30 seconds. Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Jeff, go. OK, Afghanistan let it slip through their fingers, basically dropped a catch in the first over, dropped about five more as the match went on. Yeah, there was a point at 110 for four. Asmatullah took two in and over, and he thought they might be able to put pressure on. Why did they choose to bowl first? That's the other question. Um, but a big partnership mm. between Phillips and Latham, 144 they put on, got out near the end, bit of bashing from Chapman and Santon, they got them up to 288, and Afghanistan were never really at the races. Lost both their openers during the power play. Three maidens to end the power play. A lot of dot balls in the next 10, 15 overs, uh, mm. and eventually they were all at for 139. They lost by a long, long way. 149 was the final margin. So New Zealand making 288 sure. for six. Thanks to half centuries from Latham and Phillips, 68 and 71 respectively. That stand of 144 that you mentioned when they were in a bit of strife, losing three wickets in the space of three overs. And that's where Afghanistan fluffed their lines. One of many places really, but um, not being able to contain that pair suitably. The drop catch from Majib at backward point at the start of the back 10. They end up making 103 runs in the back 10, helped along uh, by the finisher. Chapman making 25 from 12 balls along with Mitchell Sartner playing his role as well. It was Sartner with three, Ferguson with three as well. They finished it off in a real hurry, Jeff. I think the last four wickets fell in eight balls, a collapse of five for 14 for Afghanistan to see them defeated after beating England. But they had their chance, I reckon. You know, once 10 for four with Mitchell trudging off. Um, Ian Smith put it best on television. They're collapsing quickly and we're watching it and it felt that way, but um, the experience of Latham was ever important. And Phillips, who we've seen and enjoyed a lot over the last couple of years, he seems like he's got the temperament uh, for when the going gets tough for New Zealand. And they're four from four as well. Yeah, they are, they're four from four and that middle order was called upon, which it hasn't been so much so far top order's done the job for the most part, which did happen again today. So Will Young back into the side. Kane Williamson mm. out. Um, he's broken that thumb, the one that was hit when he was taking a run in the previous match where he was coming back from his knee injury. So he's potentially going to come back from two long-term injuries in the space <laughs> of one World Cup uh, because assuming they, they qualify for the finals, it gives him, I guess, three, three and a half weeks to try to get that thumb right. And he looked in such good touch when he came in. But Will Young back in the side after being dropped for Ravindra, made a 50, was important. But so much went wrong for Afghanistan, or they got so much wrong. And, and this isn't just hindsight wisdom. When they won the toss and, and they chose to, to made the decision that they did at the, at the toss, which was not to defend, right? They had a blueprint against England, which was put a score on the board, doesn't matter what it is, and then mm. defend like your lives depend on it. Use your spinners, slow down their scoring, start to spook them, right? And if you have a collapse like New Zealand had when you're chasing 250, it's going to spook you a lot more than when you're setting a target in the first innings, when you've still got some possibility of controlling the game with the ball as well. Uh, and, and if you're going to do what Afghanistan did and try to refocus after a big win and choose to bowl first, you've got to take your chances. Fazal Haq Faruqi drew an edge from Young mm. in the first over. It flew to slip. It was Ramat Shah, I think, at slip, um, who put that one down. Pretty catchable, a bit high, out to his left, um, about shoulder height, put it down. They then drop, the captain, Hashmatullah, drops Rachin Ravindra on naught at mid-wicket. Yep. He goes on to make 32, and yeah, it's not the hugest score in the world, but it gets him going with Young. 
Um, and there's a missed stumping as well. Ikram Ali Kill, who's been really good in most respects, misses a stumping. I think that one was off Young too. So all of this is even before the the collapse happens. They look like they're in a fair bit of trouble. At uh, they're past 100 with only one wicket down. And then it's 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 the man least likely, I think, when Asmatullah came on, who's a medium pace all rounder. We thought, well, they're turning to him because they don't have a lot of options. Muhammad Nabi was off the field with an injury problem. Uh, Fazal Haqfarouki had gone off the field as well with with uh, an injury. Sorry, it was Naveen, I think, who went off the field with an injury issue. And so they got the medium pacer on, and he picks up two wickets in his in his over. And then Rashid Khan in the next over gets Daryl Mitchell pulling to mid-wicket. It's Rachin Ravindra with a huge swing across the line, loses his middle stump. Um, and then they get Young as well uh, at the end of the same over, and they get Mitchell caught at mid-wicket by Zadran. So, yeah, suddenly at four down, they can put the pressure on, but more chances went missing. It wasn't just the ones towards the back end. There was a, a Phillips one. He hits out to deep mid-wicket, and the ball goes over the head of the fielder. Um, uh, there, was, there was another one that, uh, that, that the captain tips over the bar inside the circle at mid-wicket, and there's the one that you mentioned that Majee puts down just going one-handed at the start of the back 10. So many opportunities to put pressure on New Zealand, um, and they weren't able to make it count. Remember about two World Cups ago when phases started, Jeff? We'd see on TV, you know, um, uh, one side won the first 10 overs, the next side won the next 10 overs. Yep. It was a little bit like that. So Afghanistan, you know, they, they did win the first 10 overs on the basis that they kept New Zealand broadly quiet, even if they didn't make the most of those uh, opportunities that you ran through. New Zealand win the second 10 overs by adding 66 without losing a further wicket. End up becoming a 79-run partnership. Uh, but by the time that Ravindra was out and young after just making a half century, then the collapse of three for one. But, you know, then Afghanistan have effectively won the third 10 overs. Then New Zealand um, fairly comprehensively win the fourth and the fifth, which is why they were able to post such a strong tally. Although, you know, it might've, they might have thought 300 was in the frame at, at one stage, but they lose Latham. Uh, and uh, Phillips in the same over, Phillips. don't they? One of a number of times in this game where two wickets fell in an over. One of them, Asmatullah, you, you touched on him before. He's having a really good World Cup, isn't he? I mean, he got elevated up the list against India and bashed quick runs. Uh, you know, we've seen now that he's been able to, uh, with the ball, strike a couple of times in the space of an over. He, he strikes me as a competitive bastard as well, like the way he celebrates when taking a wicket and, and other intangible bits that you can't quantify, but uh, it gives a sense of a guy who, who always wants to be in the game. So he had them there and thereabouts. Um, but yeah, when, when, when you boil it down, I agree with you. They should have played to their strengths from the win against England. I know very different circumstances to Durham Charlotte over the weekend, but given they batted so well in that fixture, try and put New Zealand under some scoreboard pressure by batting first and posting a tally. It felt like they might have overthought that. And of course, teams like to chase in the dew, but, uh, and mm. we know why that's the case in this tournament. Batting second has been, you know, not, not convincingly, but more or less the, the method if you win the toss you want to be batting under lights when you can but yep. yeah, Afghanistan but, had that muscle memory of posting a really strong tally only three days ago I'm surprised I didn't go with that again and there isn't actually that much of a due factor here at the moment so the teams have been right. training at night most of the evenings there hasn't been a lot of due and it particularly hasn't come in until sort of after 9pm right they were the second innings here they were bowling before six wasn't it like they're, they're before seven, sorry. They're on earlier in the evening, so they've got a good couple of hours to try to get through before you becomes a factor. If you're stifling New Zealand in the chase, you probably either won or lost that in that first couple of hours anyway because you, you, Majib will open the bowling, Rashid Khan will be on in about over 16, um, and, and you'll have a fair idea of whether you're likely to restrain them to a, a, a reasonable score or not. So 
it, it did feel like overthinking it and it, it also felt like Afghanistan, aren't a, they're not historically a team that chase well. Um, they don't necessarily have the, the, the calm and the composure under pressure. And that was very much the case. So it was certainly mm. the case in the back 10 with the ball as well. Phillips particularly was able to set up and just baseball away quite a bit. They bowled back of a length and short to him too much with the seamers. Um, and it was almost to their benefit, New Zealand, that Latham and Phillips got out because, because Santner and Chapman come in with that licence to go hard right yes. at the end. Chapman makes, what, 25 off nine, um, cleans them up, does the job that he's been training to do, which is make plenty off limited opportunities. And then... You really need the opening bats to put a dent in it early. You need them to take on the newer ball, um, and they weren't able to do it. Gerbas hits one incredible six down the ground, on the up, driving Matt Henry, but then a couple of balls later, off the seam, comes in, castles him, um, and then Ibrahim Zadran's out a couple of overs later, and, and that's it's pretty much all she wrote, because they also because they'd scored so slowly during that period, and then they score even more slowly. I counted something like, 54 dot balls in the next 13 overs from that point. Just couldn't rotate strike, couldn't score. Let the required rate drift out to eight and a half. Um, it, and mm. it, it, was that, it was that partnership that really killed it between Ramat Shah and Hashmatullah, the captain, who it did make that half century against India, wasn't it? But otherwise isn't having a great World Cup. Dropped two catches today, scored too slowly, ran out Gerbaz in the game against England, came on and scored really slowly after that point and scored really slowly again today. So um, they've got some issues with the, the confidence of their skipper. A little bit of miscellaneous. I think important for Chapman to make those runs in that finishing slot. Like he copped a lot of pelters when unable to do so earlier in the tournament. So I know he didn't play against England last month and they were giving him time to prepare for this tournament. But the fact that he's clicking at this point is, is super, super important for New Zealand because they're not a side that blasts it when Conway isn't firing and Mitchell doesn't get runs like it, as it was today. Um, uh, yeah, it was one run from the last 25 balls of Afghanistan's power play. You'd rarely see that in modern cricket. That's partly informed by the fact that Matt Henry's having that hot Matt Henry summer that we've been talking about for the last couple of months. He, he should have had a review opportunity early on for league before, but much as it was yesterday with Mitch Stark or a couple of days ago, Stark taking a review in the first over, I think Bolt's review today in his first over was worse than Stark's a couple of days ago. It was, I mean, had you had two sets of tram tracks, it was nearly not hitting the uh, the leg stump, if that makes sense. So um, Henry missed the chance yeah, to go upstairs. Pitched, it pitched a very long way outside leg stump. Yeah, hit him yeah. in line, but it was pitching miles yeah. outside. Uh, and, and I know we're, we're, we've got to get to the Hall of Fame in a moment, but just want to note that the perfect start from New Zealand reminds me a lot of 2019 for them, where they came into the tournament not looking quite on the pace. The squad doesn't look quite deep enough yet. Um, they've taken advantage of the slightly softer draw to begin. Now they're the first team to four wins, haven't lost a game, a net run rate of 1.92 ahead of India on that measure. So really that they're maybe only one win away from a semi-final berth provided their net run rate stays in decent nick probably two but maybe one uh, and what a great time for them to get india as well it's almost a free hit so new zealand's next game is against india on sunday at dharamshala as for afghanistan the other side of the draw well so to speak or the other side of the coin tonight they've got their grudge yep. match they got pakistan next up who they the absolutely hate uh, they're playing them uh, at chennai they'll stay there for the weekend yeah, and i'll be on here Monday with a i'll be here break. for that one adam so oh, I'm, I'm going to bangalore for australia playing pakistan 
uh, tomorrow, or they play in a couple of days, but I'll head there tomorrow and then be back here for the for the big grudge match um, to see just how spicy that one gets. And, and just one last, uh, you know, in terms of what bits that are going right for Afghanistan at the moment, uh, Aikil coming in as the wicketkeeper, that's not easy to do, to change a keeper. Najibullah, a senior player in the side and all the rest of it, they made the change before England. That was a ripper of a catch to get rid of Will Young, who looks destined to make like a 126-ball century, the way he was tracking yeah, today. True. You know, playing that Williamson role. So, you know, they've got they've got still some upside, I think, New Zealand, but um, they've been proficient. And the, the key point here is they've made the most of the soft start and now they can uh, play with more freedom, knowing that it would take a lot to dislodge them from the top four from, from four and zip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, precisely that. Um, but, yeah, Ikram Alikil is my my favourite Afghanistan player at this World Cup. Uh, even today, showed some resistance. Nobody else was really up for it. They'd kind of given up by the time that he came out to bat, but he did try to get going. He did score at a runner ball for a while um, and was there while, while the tail fell away. Uh, so, look, I, I think it was always going to be hard for Afghanistan to get the shit together after that massive win and refocus on the next contest. Maybe here they can take a beat, take a breath. Pakistan will have to play mm. twice before Afghanistan play them or you know they'll play one match in the interim so they've got a few days to, to, to try to get their heads together and, and see if they can chalk off another one of the uh, the bigger teams and, and and keep on having an influence on the rest of the group stage yeah, of this World of Cup. And one other point here about New Zealand in terms of growth, Lockie Ferguson, three for 19 from seven. I know that a couple of them come in a hurry when they're totally collapsing and the game's over, but still you want a bloke who can bowl 150 clicks in rhythm, taking wickets and, and all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, mission accomplished there, considering he didn't even start in the tournament with that niggle, uh, which meant that he missed the yep. England game. All right, Jeff, it's time for the final word, Hall of Fame. Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, where kids eat free this half term, which is coming up, I believe, in a couple of weeks. So yep. if it's the action on the field that's giving you a hankering for some international cuisine, there's no better time to fill your tum from family favourites like Bill's, the reimagined Indian street food yep. of Bindas Eatery, which we've been to. There's only one option for every Steve Smith pre-delivery quirk, and with dozens of places for the whole family to skate, bowl, hit dingers, play golf, bat and more. Uh, there is really no better place for half term and a day out than Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Jeff, take it away, your favourite final web moment of the day. Well, I'll, I'll just say also that if kids eat free, then people disguised as kids might be able to eat free as well. Just file that one away. Uh, well, well this, 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 the, when I read that out, I was going to say to you, when you're a child, uh, uh, you and I yeah. um, share many things in common. One of those is the ability to put away a lot of food. Like when we want to, mm -hmm. I know with mm -hmm. you, I, this stood out to me on our first tour away from home together when we hadn't eaten for a little while and you made an enormous pot of spaghetti bolognese and you're a little bit worried that it wouldn't fill you up. So you tipped in a bag of potatoes as well just to beef it up a little bit you know that's the way you're built i'm wired sure. a similar way so kids eat free i took the piss at a number of restaurants uh, on that front when i was a little boy and and, and hopefully oh, yeah. another generation of young kids can take the piss as well at, at westfield yep get get on the soft serve machine and just <laughs> see how much of that you can ingest like a boa constrictor and take seven days to digest it um what have i got I've, I've just got the one moment for today but it did stand out and it's a wholesome one it's a nice one because like the majeeb catch was awful he goes up with one hand no. i think he lost it in the floodlights which are really these really bright led lights it's like you're in a, a hotel lobby it's horrible um and and he obviously he was pretty mad about it and he had to bowl the next over and he dropped it off rashid khan who was frustrated 
hit it and gave a, gave a yell when the catch went down. That mm. next over, three times during the over after a ball is bowled, Rashid runs in from cover, pats Majib on the back, gives him a word of encouragement, G's him up and says, let's keep going, let's keep getting there. A couple of them were dot balls. One of them is the time when he gets hit for six. But I just thought like, that was really responsible, really mature from Rashid to, to, to emphasise the point, like, I'm not angry with you. Don't get distracted about worrying about that. Get us a wicket. You know, and, and it didn't happen, it didn't, the wicket didn't follow, but I was just really impressed with that. And, and also that there was a point where at, at a break, Rashid pulls the whole team together and gives them a, a real rev up with about uh, six or seven overs to go and says, you know, like, come on, we have to get out there and, uh, and contain these guys. It didn't happen, but the fact that he is that leader, that that comes so naturally to him, I thought was really impressive. I hope he, I hope he caught it. They don't fucking want it. They don't fucking want it. We fucking want it from Rashid giving them a rev up yeah. um, in the dressing room before running out. Um, I've, I just love Shane Watson. I mean, end of sentence, but I love his commentary in so many ways. At one point today, he was talking about Mitchell Sartner, who he played with at the Chennai Super Kings for a couple of seasons towards the end of his IPL career and he was talking about netting against Satna and just how bloody difficult it is with him being able to have the one that goes straight on and he said kind of sheepishly he got me out like every fifth ball when I netted against him and right on cue two overs later Satna bowls a delightful delivery to Castle Muhammad Nabi who you know we've all been quite excited about the Nabi story over the last couple mm. of days Ali Martin wrote a lovely piece in the Guardian about his journey and about a, a crazy century he made against the MCC as a 21-year-old before Afghanistan or even playing international cricket, but couldn't keep Sartner out today. The other thing with Watto was when he talked about a thing called pre-cooling. Great insight, like playing in these hot conditions. When it's super, super hot, what they do to get their core temperature down is they drink ice slushies before running out onto the field, which I had never considered before. I mean, I you know, love an ice slushie. When I get Winnie from nursery soon, the first thing we'll be doing, despite how cold it is right mm. now, is having a, an ice lolly, as she calls it, from the from the freezer. So um, He should Watto, have had a soft serve. Watto, the big rig, <laughs> should have got under the soft serve machine and just poured that... <laughs> bad boy straight into the gob and just absorbed as much of that like weird beef tallow kind of non-food item gel as he could have and then just walked out there chilling from the inside out he, he might well be and just a note that we've been uh, harsh on the Indian crowds and, and well I say the Indian crowds the lack of crowds due to the administration of this tournament quite a few people there today each Afghanistan game is drawn well which probably has a bit to do with the fact that Afghanistan have a, a lot of their diaspora living in India but still uh, that's a positive and as we're trying to um, build into it in week two and week three that is absolutely a good thing so the Hall of Fame brought to you by Westfield London Westfield Stratford City more extra less ordinary as is the show Jeff I think that's about it I think that's it. I'll just have a word for our listeners who've been in touch over the last few days saying that when they're listening to the show and they hear the horns honking in the background, yes. they keep looking over their shoulders and <laughs> being made to jump when they're walking down the street or driving. Today won't have been any better. Um, I, I would apologise for it, but there's absolutely nothing I can do. I'm recording in a car park um, outside the stadium at Chennai because that's the way that things work here. So, you know, uh, horn away. Have a big honk. Have a toot. When Dave's driving through the mean streets of Canberra tomorrow morning, he'll think of you, I'm sure, Jeff. Tomorrow's game is between India and Bangladesh. India, the chance to join New Zealand on four wins in this World Cup. That's at Pune, the first game at a ground that I have a lot of fond memories uh, of from back in 2017. All right, that's it, Jeff. Uh, get some sleep. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, I've got insects crawling up my legs. Uh, I'll see you later.